Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Hello and happy Friday, everyone. It is uh, such strange weather. I really have no idea how to dress. This week alone, we've had uh, 75 degree weather turn into severe thunderstorms with tornado touching down and hail. And then the temperatures drop down to a wind chill of 14 degrees <laughs> within within 24 hours. And uh, it's, a little, it's, a little, it's warmed up. Uh, it's certainly uh, much better than it was uh, on Wednesday. And above all, warmer than it could be. And I would say possibly warmer than it should be, but that's neither here nor there. But it does remind you that there, regardless of you know all the arguments we can have about climate change, it's clear that the weather systems are changing and we need to figure out how we adjust because there are parts of the country, parts of the world where these changes in temperature are going to be uh, causing havoc and uh, tragedy. So it's really about planning ahead uh, because if it's going to trend warm like this, look, I'm okay with, uh, you know, being able to wear my shorts in February. Not that a lot of people don't wear shorts in February. Nothing like wearing flip-flops and a scarf. But uh, we have to figure out what that means for our infrastructure and planning ahead. So this is something I've been thinking about lately. Uh, we are heading into the weekend. And as Joan always says, make sure that, uh, you know, you're taking care of yourself. And uh, we'll we'll keep things uh, it, talking about the news today and uh, and also turn to some light stuff coming up in a little bit. Uh, we'll be hanging out with guest co-host today, Carmen Navarre-Jercon, and talking about what's in the news and what's going on. Uh, I had the you guys, I had the absolute pleasure of doing a show last night at Microphone Brewery. Uh, it was uh, Jimmy Jimmy McHugh and Mike Preston and our co-producer here on Driving at Home, Jerry Walski. And uh, I, it was such a fun crowd. And I reminded folks who were in the audience who say they listen every day. And hi, thank you for coming out last night. Uh, Judy and Bud, I think we're uh, one of the couples I talked to. And uh, I, But I have to tell you, every time I go someplace, whether it's performing or uh, just gathering you know, a wonderful event, I always have people come up and say hi. And I tell them, I know you have not called into this show. And there's no reason for that. Just even... Even just to call and say hi, I'm not going to, I'm pretty gentle for the most part, but we have such great sponsors with uh, gift cards that I'd love to give away. All I have to do is call and say hi, and uh, where, maybe maybe I'll ask you where you grew up or when did you start listening to WCPT, those kinds of things. And we have wonderful gift card sponsors, including Gindo's Spice of Life Hot Sauce. I seriously have an entire compartment devoted to Gindo's, Gindo's and T-Dog's Hot Sauces, and I've, I'm starting to recover from a horrible ghost pepper accident that I <laughs> it's possible just so you know Alejandro a ghost pepper accident is possible were you here for that yeah that was that was horrifying so uh, I'm, I'm I'm sort of getting back to the place I had some jardinera you know, last night with my uh, with a Philly cheesesteak sandwich and uh, so I was like okay I think I'm back to being able to tolerate some spice again so I have uh, quite the collection of Gindo Spice of Life hot sauce there in St. Charles Brown Sugar Bakery is finding some national success and we're super 
super thrilled to partner with Brown Sugar Bakery right here in Chicago. So proud of the work that they do. Crave Brothers Farm said cheese of Waterloo, Wisconsin. You guys, I I, mm, I know that Dr. Bissell tells us to go easy on the cheese, but when you get some of this, the Crave Brothers Farm said cheese, it's hard to go easy. That's all I'm saying. It's good stuff. Sam's Famous Salsa of Naperville. And of course, you know, we had Sam in here a couple weeks ago talking about uh, whether it's, a, you know, how to keep your kitchen uh, clean and avoiding cross-contamination, in particular in professional settings. And uh, Sam was in studio and brought some great uh, salsa, salsa the weekend of the Super Bowl. So everyone was stocked. And you've got to order some of that. Or you could be a first-time caller and get a gift card. We also want to thank our friends at Timeless Toys right over in Lincoln Square. Uh, you know, they have such a great selection of toys and games for all ages. So swing by Timeless Toys and see what they've got going on. And by the way, coming up on March 17th, we will have the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. And joining us, as always, are our friends from Rollicking Buckaroo Pepper Jam and Seasoning Blends. They've got all kinds of great jams and candles and spices. You can get your meat rub. Gotta make sure you rub your meat. That's all I'm saying. Hey, if we can run that promo about uh, crack my nuts, I'm going to talk about rubbing my meat. That's all I'm saying, Alejandro. Yeah, we run. <laughs> it's like, we, yeah, all right. We're, let's rub some meat. I uh, want to thank our friends at Hungry Monkey Baking Company. They're up in Lake Forest, and their banana bread is now available in some of the jewels in the Chicagoland area. So keep an eye open for picking up some Hungry Monkey Baking Company or go to their website and uh, and order some to, for delivery. It's really such a good stuff. Mm. And Uve Kitchen and Wine Bar, of course, we talked to our friends from the Northside Restaurant Week. Uh, we we know that Uve is part of that. So if you join up and uh, go for kind of a restaurant crawl, make sure you stop at Uve Kitchen and Wine Bar and uh, tell them what we sent you. Oh, from driving home on WCPT, and of course boot tights. Now it's not just tights that have that little sock. Um, those ones are so comfortable. But I I have um, a pair that like um, they're just like the little the hint of sock so that you can wear loafers and stuff and still have that the protection and cushion. They're such good socks. So go to bootights.com. And thank you to Shelly Mason for providing a gift card for our listeners. So 773-763-9278. It is First Timer Friday, but it's all of our our timers. Jim is calling in to say hi. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind, my friend? Vaccinations, Patty. Vaccinations. Yep. Measles is running, measles running wild in 15 states. They refuse to get their kids vaccinated. And the trouble with measles is it can kill an old timer. Mm-hmm. Or it could be very dangerous for a younger kid. Now, if you're between 10 and 40, you got a good chance of not affecting you. you maybe, a, maybe a 10, 12-day gestation period with bumps on your face and so on and so forth. But you can come out of it. You're still going to run a fever. But for kids that are up to six, it's very dangerous. We're all timers that get it. And the trouble with this is, is we were all vaccinated in the 50s for measles. And as you get older... That those antibodies don't work as well if everybody's running around with the measles. Follow me? Mm-hmm. You, you know, so they, they're putting everybody at jeopardy by not getting these vaccinations. Yeah. And the guy, particularly in Florida, the, uh, head, of this, the head of their uh, Health medical department, department yep. down there, he's a real culprit because he's, he's uh, technically against any kind of a vaccination. And another thing, this COVID, nobody knows what the long COVID is. You lose six IQ points with long COVID. And the odds of getting dementia, mm. this long COVID, are very, very strong. 
and we still got 400 people. I don't know how many. It's still, it's still an incredible amount of people, which we call it. But the point is, medicine is a trajectory we've been at. I mean, we were in the, you go to 1875, it was the first thing that uh, William Halstead, who was the, the father of American surgery, he washed his hands before he, before he uh, did an operation. They didn't believe in germs. So it wasn't that long ago. So we're they, 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 for these people to uh, these Republicans to uh, stop the uh, trajectory of medicine, it's just yeah. it's, it's nuts. Well, it's nuts. you mentioned that, that ahead, for some David. people the measles might not be that severe, but that's actually uh, it's it's more severe than that. One, it's incredibly it's one of the most contagious viruses. It also has a uh, the. the the number of days, I think it's like three weeks that you can still be contagious. So it has a longer uh, incubation period. And here are some stats. One in five will be hospitalized. One in 20 will develop pneumonia, uh, most commonly with a most common way that measles kills children. So it can kill children in particular if they develop pneumonia. One in a thousand will develop encephalitis, right, which means that their brain will be infected. Sometimes, as you mentioned about COVID, uh, causing permanent brain damage. And about three in a thousand will die. So if this... Absolutely. Yeah. Look at smallpox. Smallpox, the, the vaccination for smallpox was invented about 1795. And Europe made it compulsory for every kid to get a smallpox vaccination. And they eradicated it. And then it appeared in the Civil War in uh, the United States because only 60% of the people, only 40% of people were vaccinated. So it's obvious that vaccinations are the way to go with this stuff. And it, and uh, to put other people's lives in jeopardy because you're, you, you, you've got some crazy notion that uh, you could outrun a disease is uh, beyond me. Anyway, that's my, that's my craziness for this weekend. But anyway, it drives me nuts with these Republicans. They just want to, even with the, with the, the kids that are, you know, dysphoria, uh, uh, their sex thing. And, I mean, we didn't even have, a hundred years ago, you didn't even have any way to, to uh, remediate that. I mean, this this is modern medicine. It's going forward. Anyway, Pay, you well, have a great weekend. There's a lot of things that they want. They, well, that's the whole thing about being conservative is you want to, you know, the whole make is something uh, the way it used to be or go back or don't let progress. And science <laughs> is part of progress, right? Critical thinking is part yes, of progress. Is. Yeah. Yes, it is. In two or three centuries from now, they'll look back and say, geez, they were really cavemen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the way we wouldn't get vaccinated and so on. So the way we treat uh, uh, general dysphoria, you know, uh, they'll look at us like cavemen. And, and this abortion issue, like we're cave people. Anyway, Pat, well, you have a great weekend. Thank you. I'm looking at us like we're cave people now. Thanks, Jim. Take, take, yeah. Yeah, bye, bye, take bye. care. That's one of the maddening things is that Republicans and, and some of the people that are talking about uh, – uh, banning abortion, restricting access to birth control, reproductive care. Is it now? I had not even heard, uh, and I'm sure it was there because those members of the fair, the the what the uh, Federalist Society and the Heritage Foundation and uh, right wing extremist groups are talking now. Now I'm hearing this uh, rhetoric about they want to they want to uh, bring back again this idea of going back to something. They want to bring back the consequentiality 
the consequences, and they're using the word consequentiality, I'm guessing because they know it might be hard for people like me to say because it's not something I say very often. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell, but it was, it's frustrating when I... Anyway, they want to bring back the consequences of sex, meaning, you know, whether it's diseases, I guess, or shame. Uh, and we knew that already, There, but it is so... Backwards. There are places where they talk about, you know, well, you should only have sex for procreation, but we do want to be able to marry 12 year olds. Make it make sense, folks. I know we can't. I'm not saying us. I'm saying the, and, and you know, again, it, well, I got into this earlier in the week where we started trying to say, well, if the Alabama Supreme Court is going to refer to the Bible, but that's not really what the Bible says. That's my, not my understanding of the Bible. You know, it's I realized, and I think this was yesterday when we were talking to Brian, is that like I we don't it, it doesn't it shouldn't play any role. We are not here to make the Bible a part of our our system of our our politics, our government. Uh, it, if that's your belief and your interpretation of the Bible, you know, raise your family that way, but don't impose it on somebody else. And there was a, a caller earlier today on Tom's show talking about how you know atheists are very quiet, and there isn't like a a, a, a landing space or a community that's vocal enough. There is like if you if you're part of a church or you say you're Christian or Muslim or Jewish, there's a familiarity and identity there. I'm not say, so for me. I'm agnostic. I think that's the best way to put it. In, in that I believe in the powers of the universe and I, I believe in a higher power. Uh, I don't believe in the stories. I'm sorry in the way people interpret them when it comes to the Bible because they are stories that have been rewritten and rewritten and shaped many times in order to control and manipulate people. And I, I, I know that that's probably hard for some people to hear, but uh, I'm not attacking religion. I'm attacking those who want to impose their religious beliefs and control our lives because that is the effect that we are having. Your relationship with God is yours. The way you behave is the, and I know, and I, and I asked my son, cause my son is a, is somewhat of a, a and my husband, they're both uh, better well-versed in the Bible. I unfortunately had uh, <laughs> many layers of religious experience. I was raised as a Mormon, and then I became Lutheran. And then I was, uh, whenever, basically, I, I have raised my, my boys in the Catholic Church because that's a tradition of my husband's family. And I, I wanted there to be some con- like some connective tissue, uh, not just for them, with uh, Steve's side of the family. But, you know, I understand the teachings of Christ and and. My understandings of the teaching of Christ go really are so wildly different than what people are doing. When I see somebody who is in pain, I feel for them. I don't think get a job. I just it's insane. And and speaking of which, uh, going back to Alabama, Tuberville was talking about how he, they don't he doesn't think that people should be receiving food stamps and welfare and you know get a job. Well, there are more people out of work in Alabama than there are in blue states like Illinois. So who is it? it I'm getting angry. Anyway. Uh, let me take a break here. I want to thank our sponsors. Thank you to Monaco Brewing Company. Oh, they're so close to getting that tap room open in Madison, Wisconsin. They are flying their dark Brandon flags because uh, they have released a new stout, and it is so good. It's got a little, it's got a little espresso in there. So you know, a little booze, a little caffeine. Ha <laughs> ha! It's good stuff. Uh, so go to MonacoBrewingCompany.com and and you can uh, order some 
some either choice seltzer, maybe some choice wine, some of their great progressive brews, or some of their merchandise. And if you go to the Patty Vasquez show page, you can see pins there at the top uh, where you can pick up a progressive brew in the Chicagoland area. Thank you to Warren Price at European U.S. Collision Center over at 4080 North Broadway. That collision center is a division of Technocraft. You can go to uh, the website, europeanus.com, and find out about all the great work that they do. And if you are in a car accident, if you get into a fender bender, the first thing you need to do above all else is make sure that you and everyone in your car is okay and that it's safe to exit your vehicle. Uh, you know, make sure that there isn't traffic coming by or there is, you know, severe weather, electrical lines, all kinds of things. So just be safe. Be aware of your surroundings before you approach the other driver or try to get more information. And then make sure you have information for European U.S. collision in your car and give him a call. And we also want to thank our friends at Kids Above All. We have a comedy show coming up to support their mission to help children live happy, healthy, safe lives. We'll be doing a comedy show on June 6th. Details will be uh, coming up, and uh, we're very excited to do that show with them. Let's take a break here and continue our conversation. Again, it's First Timer Friday. What happened to Ken? I saw someone on hold there, and did he did he, did he chicken out? Did Ken? He I know. Yeah, he faded on me. 773-763-9278. It is First Timer Friday. Give us a call, and you can text hi to our friend Sarah, the mobile groomer. It's good to hear from you. Hi to your mom. Hey, this is Patty Vasquez. I'm a busy mom, and I do everything I can to keep my family safe. But no matter how careful I am, accidents happen. Like that driver who rear-ended me at Milwaukee and Foster. <clears throat> Once I made sure everyone was okay, and it was safe for me to get out of my vehicle, I got the other driver's info, and I called my car guy, Warren Price, at European and U.S. Collision Repair Center. He helped me navigate the insurance claims, and his expert technicians made my car look brand new. Warren has been serving the community with European U.S. Collision Repair Center, a division of Technocraft, at 4080 North Broadway for 40 years, and he's been my car guy for over a decade. I trust him with my family's safety. So check him out at EuropeanUS.com or call 773-248-1200. That's 773-248-1200. So we can all keep driving it home safely together. My friend Marty, he wants to split the party. He wants blue folks and red states to vote green. I can see his point, though I really gotta say, no, we can't have another 2016. It seems nothing beats orange, nothing even freaking rhymes with it. What's a battered nation supposed to do? His Royal Orange Highness, he does love to divide us. We've got to stick together and vote blue. When I recycle, I'm green, green as green can be. I do my level best, yes, it's true. But when I'm voting in November, I promise to remember it's us against him. Gotta vote blue. Don't think I'm a hater, I love Ralph Nader. I don't blame him for the mess in Y2K. With those who represent us, I'm playing the percentages, voting blue down the ticket all the way. When I recycle, I'm green, green as green can be. And I drive a freaking Prius, yes, it's true. And it's blue. But when I'm voting this election, the best eco-protection is to kick the orange out. Gotta vote blue. The Greens throw all this crazy math at me But I'm tired of the whole world having a good laugh at me (laughs) When I recycle, I'm green, green as green can be And in the 
primary I voted for Bernie too Twice But we need some peace and harmony So I'm voting for our nominee And if you need to hold your nose Just do That's cool I'll even hold your nose for you Just vote blue 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 Gotta vote blue that's Steve Goody with uh, Vote Blue. And uh, yeah, I just realized, Alejandro, I have to send you uh, a link because he has a new song about Alabama uh, and their Supreme Court ruling that, uh, um, that frozen cells are, frozen little tiny cells are people. Hi, I'm well, joining me in the studio is guest co-host tonight, Carmen Navarro-Jacone. She is a former candidate for Cook County Sheriff and a very good friend of the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well today. Traffic was a little... But the fact that it's still sunny out driving at this time, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, there's just still daylight. Yeah. I, you have an interesting way of saying sunny on a cloudy evening, but that's why. It is. <laughs> it's light. Listen, there's it's, light. My grandson said, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. All right. I'm fine. How old is he? There you go. He's eight. Okay. They are better than us. Aren't they are they? better than us. <laughs> so much better than us. <laughs> Children, I, uh, I I had a listener uh, text and ask because uh, I, I so I have some I have beverages. You know that I have Monaco Brewing Company, and by the way, uh, our co producer on the show and also the beer sherpa for Monaco Brewing Company says that Rogers Park Provisions is loaded up at sixty nine twenty eight North Glenwood. So you can go grab some provisions from there. I have some for you if you want anything because you are allowed to indulge if you'd like. I've been slowing down. Because uh, I I did I did kind of a sober j- January, oh. uh, I'm not not completely. I've had like maybe one a week or so, yeah. so not too bad. Um, sometimes the one a week is actually maybe all in one day for a whole month. <laughs> but uh, no, I uh, but I interviewed the owner of Go Brewing, and it's a non-alcoholic brewery. So someone's asking how I slowed down on on drinking, and I I, I decided to, to see if it was partly ritual, just the habit of cracking yeah. one open or pouring a glass of wine yeah, or that's making, usually what it is. or putting uh, whiskey in my coke, all those things, right? Once in a while, whatever. Uh, depends on the mood I was in. I won't be judging. Hey, I uh, it was a long pandemic, and some habits stuck. I'm just saying it was uh, it was five o'clock every single day, all the time, all pretty the time. much. Yes, the time had no meaning. Um, so grow, go brewings. Uh, I I like. Uh, I don't remember you. You knew my friend Tom Carmack. We, yes, yeah, we met you. I, um, yes. He loved craft beers. He just he and he wasn't a big drinker. He just liked the different nuances of different brews. Yeah. Go Brewing. I have to tell you, like their hazy IPA, their sour. I have I have them in the fridge right now, chilling. I'm gonna I'll share some with you a little bit later. They're not alcoholic. Uh, I have other options for you if you'd like, but uh, but they're really good. And and it, it for me, it's been helping with that habit. Of well, the having, reason I, I, I look excited about trying non-alcoholic, uh-huh. even though I'm married with five children uh-huh. and four grandchildren and I need alcohol, but um, the non-alcoholic is because I'm a woman of that certain age that gets power surges. Uh-huh. And what I found is that sometimes the alcohol makes the surges in the evening worse. I am sleeping, like I am tired by 10, like 9.30 or 10 now. Yeah, because I was going to bed at like eleven, eleven thirty. Yeah, but without drinking, I'm just like I'm done by ninth. Yeah, yeah, I think it was doing hot, those hot flashes. Yes, with I alcohol. I'm not, so that's I'm, why I want to try the non-alcoholic to see if I can still get the taste and still get the and yes. not have the heat. And, do you like uh, do you like hazy IPAs? Do you like uh, sours? 
yes. Yeah, sours, I get, like sours. I, I, the sour is cold. I get, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll crack open a, a, a can in a little bit and share that with Lovely. you. Lovely. Now that yeah. they know my drinking habits. Is no, it's, <laughs> <laughs> what? This is I just good. talked about all the things yeah. I did. And, that's, yeah, that's and that wasn't good. even all the things. <laughs> that was. I mean, really, I, I like to have a, a range of, yeah. of tastes. And uh, and I was doing it all the time. Yeah. So uh, so that's kind of how. And I every year I was trying to do, uh, I would do like a sober October. Or I was, you know, I was doing that. I've, I've always yeah. kind of done that since about... My friend uh, Will Durst, who's a great political comedian, he years ago we were at Zany's and I said, "Can I buy you a drink?" And he goes, "No, I'm not drinking this month." He doesn't drink in February because it's the shortest month of the year. He always gives his liver a break, um, and that's fine. But I, I think I need because once I'm done with the sober January or October, then I'm like off and running again. Yeah. So I thought, how can I just slow it down in general? In general, right, right. well, it, and it's a good idea for everyone to think about. Like we, yes. we it's got to be a conscious decision. Yes. Like I know sometimes we. We, we joke a lot because that's the way we cope. Like being in law enforcement, that's a coping thing. That's why you have a lot of um, issues and, and marriages don't work out and things like that. Because to forget or just to relax, right? you know, you, you have a drink. And so it can be very dangerous for people. So sometimes even if you're not at that, it's a, it's a good idea once in a while to check yourself and make sure you still have your, yeah. your other coping mechanisms are, yeah. are still working well, like dancing, going to comedy shows, listening to music. Um, so it's a good idea to do that once in a while, just to make sure that your other systems are not failing you. Yeah. And I, and I like waking up uh, less angry <laughs> my body. I get. I wake up less angry at last night, Patty. That's what I do. I'm like, oh, Patty was okay last night. And I'll be honest. Once in a while, I have to. I, I'll have like a half a gummy. That helps. Yeah. I mean, so it's not really being dry. It's yeah. just a different, you know, variation. Although uh, I was reading this thing. I mean, like, it's so weird to think of Willie Nelson. He's ninety years old, and he was talking about like he knew if he didn't stop drinking. He says he's uh, Cali sober, so he doesn't drink alcohol, but he gets high like all the time, and he's ninety. I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. I, I don't. Don't react well. I got, some people seem to be able, okay. Can, as law enforcement, do you when when you knew we were going to go legal recreationally, were you concerned about? Because I'll be honest, I still believe this. Illinoisans are drinkers, and have I still do we? We don't have any numbers really about people. I, I did see a lot more people driving into storefronts. It seemed. I'm just saying, people don't know how like a, an edible hits their system. An hour later, you're like, I feel fine. I'll get behind the wheel of a car, right? Yeah, they they. You don't know. And for people like me, like I grew up um, listening to when they used to say no to drugs. You right. Know, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. I was one of those who was convinced that I would be end up in an alley on crack. Right. If I smoked marijuana or tried. Like I you you couldn't convince me otherwise. There is my friends. will tell you everyone. will tell you I've never even tried any any drug. So then I got into the sheriff's office. So those questions were easy, right? Right. I retire and I go into a civilian job and everyone's like, oh, and now it's legal. And they're like, try it. And I'm still, I'm a grown That's woman, okay. And I'm still afraid to try any of that stuff because I don't know what effect it's going to have on me and I don't know how I'm going to react. And it's well, scary. He, and the thing is, you're, I mean, you mentioned that we were both of a certain age. And imagine, like, so I did, I was never, until I went to college, I had never tried it. And then I had a roommate, because apparently I was a big, like, a goody two. She was like, I don't know why people have to get high to have a good time while I'm having a beer or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, is it to get stoned? Yeah. And she admitted to me, sophomore year, she's like, I got to tell you something. I was stoned every single day last year, but I never wanted to tell you because you were so uptight about it. So in college, I tried a couple times. 
Uh, I do have a bit. I don't know if you've ever t- heard me talk about this. When people ask me what I am, and I say I, I'm not a what, I'm more of a who, although I had a hash brownie in college, and I thought I was a what for hours. It's true. It was like, I was so like, it's the best. I, I think that that's the problem is if you have someone has a good high, they chase it. Like yeah. I never, I, I tried a couple more times and it wasn't like that. So I just stopped for a long time. Yeah. And it wasn't until they beca- it became recreationally legal that I started. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to go. Well, I'm, I'm still trying to understand the whole thing. You know, I have five kids. They range in age from 19 to 31. And, you know, you, you think you're a bad parent when you're a kid, uh, you know, when your kids are young and um, they get in trouble at school for doing, you're like, what are you doing at school? You shouldn't be smoking that. What are you doing? You spend your whole parenting career yelling at your children. And then now you realize that, you know, maybe they just needed a little because they have ADHD, some of them have. But, and so now that's what they're being treated with. I'm like, I'm such a bad mother. I no. should just let my oh, kid get no, high. No, like, no, I'm like, oh, my no, God, no, I don't know no, which no, way no. to go. No, 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 no. Don't say, are you kidding me? We are, as parents and as humans, we're making yeah. this up as we go. Yeah. Right? I mean, unless you're deliberately being malicious and harmful to yeah. me, like, not giving them a gummy is not. <laughs> no, but I'm like, oh, my God, I guess yeah. it was the right thing to do then. No, well, I, yeah. well I, I think that... Uh, the the way in which uh, marijuana cannabis and has been you know and hemp yeah. has been treated for for decades in particular for racial reasons and but the things that are illegal that are causing opioids that are causing so yeah. much damage in our in our communities let's take a break here we're hanging out with a uh, Carmen Navarro Jacone uh, guest co-hosting today if you have want to join our conversation seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight that's the number to text or call us and don't forget if you call and it's your first time joining us on the line we have have some great first-timer Friday gift cards to give away. More in a moment on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. Hi, folks. I'm Kirk Bankstead from the Monaco Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit and lime-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to reproductive rights groups in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Provisions Uptown in Chicago and R&J Wine and Spirits in Glenview, as well as Eastside Cafe, Coffee and Wine Bar in East Dundee, where Kate is serving up smiles and drink responsibly. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. And joining me in studio is Carmen Navarra-Jacone, former candidate for Cook County Sheriff. And we are taking your phone calls. First, I have cracked open a, a can of... You know, I don't have the can, the, the name of it, but it's the sour. It's uh, it's got blueberry and strawberry in this sour from Go Brewing. They're out of Naperville. Uh, we had them on the show a few weeks ago. They are not sponsors of the show, so I'm not saying this to. So this is how I I cut back on drinking was cracking one of these open. Cheers, cheers, salud, my friend. Salud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's tasty. Oh, that is good. Right. That is not, and it's non-alcoholic, no, my friend. That is good, right? That's really. You said it was still daylight, sunlight out. See, this is yeah, like I'm a sunny day it. in this the spring is, and in the is, summer. This, this is, is really. You can really, and what? Because I can taste the yeah, the strawberry and blueberry. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. taste that. Mm-hmm. That is delicious. It's my favorite. It's my, actually, I think that some of their some of their beers are better than um, than actual like craft beers that I've had. Yeah, this some is good. Yeah, I, I like the glasses. Yeah, these are from our friends uh, when we had. Let's see, it was um, Beguile Brewing yes. and oh, what was it? Bottle Shop. Bottle Shop. Bottle Shop. What is was it? Cans and bottles and cans, maybe. Yeah, yes. that's what it was. Because then we went to the 
their They're, little get together. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. See? Didn't they just have another one recently? Did they? Um, did they I not invite so. us? I don't think they got invited. Did we cause too much trouble last year? Were we dancing like fools for their yacht music? Well, that, that was a great band. That was so good. Yeah. All right. Well, then fine. <laughs> Uh, Google. Yeah, I'm. I'm very. So this is. Uh, and there is actually also a um, at the Save and Shop up here at Milwaukee and Devon. They also had some of the Polish beers that were non-alcoholic during so- sober January. And one of them is like a grapefruit non-alcoholic. And that w- and I put a little bit of salt, like a Paloma. Oh, Carmen. Yeah, that, I mean, I'll try it. Okay. That I'm not a big fan of grapefruit, but oh yeah, sounds- if you don't like the, um, what else do they have? So I have uh, I have a hazy IPA. We'll try next. Although I, I probably should have started with that. It's just not cold enough because okay. I know that this for me. Like I message them, I'm like, you guys, this is this, this is, is good, good stuff. It yeah. really is. Isn't it tasty? Uh, yeah. Go I already know a drink. Well, it's supposed to point is it's not alcoholic. <laughs> and my brain is already thinking you can actually combine this with some vodka. vodka. <laughs> You're not bad. But the whole point is not. Like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm going to stop. No, no, no. It's not that. I mean, it's it's just a, it's an alternative than having every yeah. drink be exactly. a beer. You know what I'm saying? So you can mix it up a little bit, or on a night, you know, you you want to relax. And and here's the thing: they it, I do pair it with stuff now. Yeah. Like I had that Philly cheesecake last night. A Philly cheesesteak sandwich last night with their uh, double haze, the double IPA. It yeah. was delicious. This is so, good. You can yeah. actually cut up fresh. That's that's what that's what I'm picturing. Oh, like a sangria like some, kind of thing. Oh, oh, I'm just. <laughs> okay. Let's get Roosevelt on. Roosevelt, you're on with me and Carmen Navarjico. What's on your mind, my friend? Good afternoon, ladies. Thank you for taking my call, my friend. Good Carmen, afternoon. how's it going? It's Como going. No me puedo quejar. Nobody listens anyway. You know what? Carmen, you know why it's so easy? You know why it's so easy to remember your name? My first girlfriend was uh, Puerto Ricana. Oh. And her, name, and her name was Carmen also. Oh, it's easy to remember. <laughs> it is well, I, well, good. Then I'm glad because you still say it nicely, so it must have ended well. <laughs> I, I dated a Puerto Rican in, in high school. Let's call him Bobby because that was his name, Cordero. And uh, and his so what, he had just broken up. With, I was a junior. He was a freshman in college, right? And uh, he'd broken up with this girl, and this it was so dramatic. She was Puerto Rican, and she she like we need to meet. So I met her in the library at Lane, right? She goes, I just want you to know, I'm getting Bobby back. Right? I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know this was a thing. Her name was Marlene. Beautiful, beautiful girl. And uh, anyway, Bobby brought me home to meet his parents. And his mom shook my hand. She goes, she turned to Bobby. She goes, where's Marlene? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. By the way, they got back together again. Anyway, go ahead, Russ. <laughs> the Mexican Irish girl didn't stand a chance. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get off topic a little bit of why I called. We're, I we're way to off topic. Carmen it's all good. Go. I, I wanted to ask Carmen. I wanted to ask Carmen. Uh, you guys are talking about uh, liquor and alcoholic beverages. And came to mind, and, and the subject of Puerto Rico, uh, uh, my ex-girlfriend had uncles that would ferment this uh, rum. It's called Pitorro. Bed. You don't have to go any further, that's Roosevelt. It. It's Pitorro. <laughs> I want people to try that. That stuff will make you go outside below zero weather without a shirt, without pants. And <laughs> you're not hungover in the morning. What is it called? It's exactly. called Pitorro. And no hangovers in the morning. It's it's basically a Puerto Rican moonshine. But it's all sorts of flavors. And now the companies have gotten a hold after years and years of this. Um, People and make so it like their own have, batches or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, you make your own. You literally ferment the coconut, the guava, the almonds, whatever you, the, whatever you want. Really? It's called pitorro. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yeah, yes. I, I remember they would have raisins, uh, dried uh, fruit such as apple, uh, some other leaves in there. I don't, I don't remember what was specifically in there, but I do remember trying that stuff. Uh, very, very strong. Yeah, and, and, and now, and, it, yeah, and now Roosevelt, they make it in all sorts of flavors. And every time, you wow. know how here, Patty, when you visit people and they're like, oh, would you like some coffee, cheese, right. crackers in Puerto Rico? Yep. It's pidodro. They take it out of the refrigerator. They put yeah. it on the counter. It, what kind do you want? You want almond? You want strawberry? And oh they God. offer and you a shot of pitorro. And if, I, if I'm not mistaken, Carmen, it's usually during uh, uh, Christmas, the Christmas time, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, yeah, no, they advance the now. It's all year round. Oh, okay. It's all year round now. Yeah, it, um, it's uh, it's definitely. Around Christmas, they make coquito, which is the coconut. I was going to ask. Uh, I knew there was another one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the reason why I called, apparently it's gone noticed in the Anglo world that uh, the president of uh, El Salvador, uh, Naib Bukele, and uh, Javier uh, Milei from Argentina came and visited uh, our fair country, and they spoke at CPEC. Uh, I don't know if you ladies oh, are boy. familiar to what's going on in El Salvador and Argentina. They apparently voted in some real good knuckleheads and very much like Trump-like, Trumpies. Okay, um, I'm going to start with El Salvador, because I know more about that subject. This guy apparently changed the Constitution in order to be reelected in El Salvador. He served his five years, and he was just reelected. He put in charge somebody else, uh, a woman, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and before, right before the elections for a couple of weeks. So it wouldn't appear that he was, you know fixing everything up for himself, and then he got reelected. Now, his claim to fame is pulling away with the crime by 70% because it was very dangerous. Uh, dangerous. The young gangbangers there in El Salvador were taking over, and this guy just did massive roundups and jailed thousands of people. Okay? Mm-hmm. So very much like Trump, what he wants to do, do the roundups and stuff. And he has no regards to human uh, rights. So that's what's going on in El Salvador. And everybody's praising him. And they spoke, at again, at CPEC. And the point I'm trying to make is that CPEC invited these guys to, to, to give Trump support via Latin America. And to put a, a little bit of a, let's just say, a nudge or a, pressure on Biden as far as the crime. So you guys, do you ladies know anything about anything that I said as far as uh, I have not been following You know, I was thinking about this and how, you know, how much people have very strong, very sometimes aggressive opinions about what's going on in certain parts and then no focus on other horrific tragedies going on in other places. I mean, there's tragedy every single moment everywhere in the world. But no, I have not been following the stories. No, but while you were talking, Roosevelt, I I went ahead and and Googled. I I love Google. Um, So Javier Millet. Um, oh my God, like he, he basically, one of his things, um, where he outright said our, he told the, he had a message. This is what he told the people in poverty in his country. I'm trying to find his exact, um, Mm -hmm. statement to them. He says, you don't get out of poverty by magic. (laughs) That's what he told them. Right. 
<laughs> but it, it, it's he's he's wow. Those who vote against me will be identified as enemies of change. That's what he said. Well, that's the same kind of rhetoric that Trump uses, which is he wants a roundup and he wants to charge MSNBC journalists with treason because they uh, are opinionated about things that he does. (laughs) Also not as telling the truth. So so, so there's this guy that I, you know, Patty, that I I talk at those uh, stations and reason why I bring it up is it was brought up today again by a Trump supporter, a Mexican guy. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, that Bukele from Nayib um, Bukele gave it to Biden as far as how you should be a leader in your country and how you combat crime. Like I said, there's no regards for human rights or anything. And he's basically intimidating his own country because there's nothing. There was a guy from... Um, El Salvador that spoke on the station, he goes, what America knows about Bukele is all false because I have family there and they're afraid of speaking up. So look for a Cuba like El Salvador and Argentina in the near future. And then I told them. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You told them what? Yeah, yeah. I told them, be very careful of a guy that is in power and changes the Constitution. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that guy is going to plant himself as a, a dictator. And like I said, his his votes were tremendous. But the news that's coming out of there is not the real thing. Not according to what I said, not according to what I read, but according for, for a guy that has his mother living there from El Salvador and has his brother. He, go, he told us, he said, he told his brother that whatever you do, don't speak up against him because apparently he's lacking up people. And I don't think he cares whether they're gangbangers or not. Anybody that, you know, criticizes him is winding up in jail. That's what's coming from this guy from El Salvador. Yeah, it looks like they're both saying the same thing. Those who vote against will be identified as enemies of change. So they're viewing anyone who speaks up as an enemy. And you know what's real strange, Carmen? The fact that it wasn't reported. It was barely reported in Spanish, let alone in English. But I, I, it's on YouTube, the, the complete speech of Bukele and that other knucklehead, uh, Javier Milei well, from Argentina. The, I can see why it wasn't reported in Spanish. I, and, I've, and I think Patty and I have talked about this before. Latinos aren't showing up to vote. So bringing these guys in has nothing to do with uh, motivating Latinos to vote or anything. It's to get the... Um, the other voters to look and say, oh, if, if Hispanics are behind him, then he's OK for everyone yep. um, because the Latinos exactly. are voting. They're not voting here. They're not voting anywhere. And how much is that as, gro- as grounded in coming from countries where there is so much corruption? Right. Because my mom, mm-hmm. we, we often talk about how uh, Latino communities will vote for the same people in the, the sort of mentality of better the, to vote for the enemy, you know, than the enemy you don't know. So even if you're aware that they're corrupt. You just assume keep voting for you, them. You've learned to live with that corruption. Yeah. You yeah. don't know what the other stuff looks like. It, it's you're right. It's the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Yeah, learned that from my mom. I mean, I, I know it's a saying, but my mom was one that drove that home. What's yeah. up? And I, I, I'm going to close it with this, ladies, on a positive note. Uh, I don't want to give you all gloom and doom. But it's impossible. I'm, I have a drink in my hand, even though it's not alcoholic. <laughs> You, you ladies are making me go open up some beers right now. That's what I'm going to do. It, we're not drinking beer. It just tastes like it. It's not alcoholic. It's really I tasty. Know, I yeah. know. Uh, but here it goes. Uh, Mexico, for the first time, 
for the first time in history, is going to have a presidenta, a woman president, because both candidates are women. Hey, wait, in, yep. in Mexico? Holy cats! How did I not know that? I, I didn't know that either. See, really? I mean, like, I, this is what I'm saying. So there's, there's so and, much happening around the world that it's hard to catch everything. I should, okay, I, go and, ahead, Roosevelt. And guess what, ladies? What? So I always often say this on uh, Jonas Pizzito's show. So apparently, Mexico beat the United States to the punch as having the first woman president. Yep. And did, and did you ladies know that the first mulatto in all of America? Our president was in Mexico. It was the second president, Vicente Guerrero. There's a state that's named after him, and hmm. the state happens to be where Acapulco is, Guerrero. Ah, all right. So, yeah, he was half Spaniard and half uh, African-American. There you go. So, oh, wow. There's another one. There's another I told, one. I said that on the family meeting uh, with uh, Rich and, uh, and Eric. Eric. Mm-hmm. At the first... The first Mulato president was in Mexico, and I, the first time ever in the, in, um, in the second uh, World War Two, the first country to um, to receive Jewish people from um, Germany was Mexico in the forties, not the United States, not not FDR. It was Mexico. Wow. You know, it's funny. I was, I, I, whenever my son goes, did you know this? Did you know that? And I'm like, I, I'm like, I feel like it's something I used to know, but it's been replaced by something else. That, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I used to know that and I definitely feel like I should have known that. So yeah. thank you, Roosevelt. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. We thank definitely you, should have, have known nice that. Weekend. You too. Have a great weekend. Have a good weekend. Let's take a break here. We'll continue our conversation. We're in studio with Carmen Navarro-Jacone enjoying some non-alcoholic Go Brewing Sour. Fantastic. And uh, and it's so tasty. I wish I'd brought more. I I grabbed grabbed two, one one of each on the way out. Uh, So I'm chilling the uh, hazy IPA. More when we come back on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. I don't like the bad words in this song. Just for you. Sing with me, just like Jesus would do. And vote, gosh darn it! Gosh darn it! Please vote, gosh darn it! Gosh darn it! The American thing to vote, gosh darn it! Gosh darn it! See that you vote, gosh darn it! Vote, gosh darn it! Vote, gosh darn it! Vote, Another song from Steve Goody. You can go to stevegoody.com and uh, check out some of his great music. And of course, every Monday night, we have the virtual comedy show, virtualcomedyshow.com, 9 o'clock central. And it's a free comedy show. We always appreciate tips if you're interested. Carmen Navarro-Jacone joins me in studio, co-hosting today. And uh, we have we were talking with uh, Roosevelt called to talk about uh, some of the dictators in uh, Latin America. Yeah. And uh, some, I had some thoughts about that. And, and uh, it, it kind of goes with some of the topics of the conversation throughout the week. Mike wanted to add to the conversation. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, Patty. Uh, my thought is leading political. Uh, uh, we have people, okay, other dictators, I don't want to go down the list, who are literally committing mass murder. And Pope is not just killing people in Ukraine. He's killing his own people. Yep. He is with blood. And the news media is talking about Joe Biden's age. And I, I can't 
can't believe this is an accident. I just can't. So I can't believe anybody would be so stupid and insensitive to keep talking about what he might be old. And this man is killing people. Yeah. They should be talking about that twenty fourth. You mean? You mean? I'm sorry. You, you're saying that Biden is is? I'm sorry. I, I, we're having a little bit of audio issues. What are you saying about Biden? That, he, that we should be talking about how old he is? Biden is old. Stuff like that. Or, or can you do it? I'm thinking, look, well, I've heard people say, well, I'm tired of hearing about Ukraine. And I'm thinking, you have not heard enough about Ukraine. You should be hearing about it until you're nauseous. It's unbelievable to me that the that the legislators in D.C. refused. Mike Johnson, they decided to do another extension of keeping the the government open because they don't want to vote on a on a bill for Ukraine on funding for support. Patty, I am a peaceful man. I don't start fights. But that man, every time I see him, and slap him across his face until he can't speak anymore. Wow. Yeah. And I hear I hear your aggravation, too. I, I think that's with everything going on. Right. We like where is our focus? What are, what what are we focusing on? We call ourselves human, but we're not focusing on the human aspects of uh, of the world. It's not political. Yeah. It's human. Yeah. Right. And we're people dying and going, well, oh, OK, sometimes I just have to turn the news off because I can't take it. No, I know. I agree. And I think everyone, I mean, do what you need to do, but try to pace yourself, taking it all in all the time and having every bump and bruise manifest until it's infected. You know, we see the the decision for the Supreme Court to take up the immunity case, but it's not until April like that. That's painful. And if you dwell on it, unfortunately, I I kind of expected it. I I just I've gotten to the point where I'm not surprised. My focus is on getting Joe Biden reelected this year so that we can uh, continue. I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to make everybody happy. I get that. But the alternative is is disastrous. Yeah, disastrous. And that's what I mean by getting people to focus. That's why I, I feel you and I feel your aggravation. But you, you have to find um, some peace throughout the day because yep. it is a lot. Yes. Um, and it's really infuriating. And when you have all that anger, um, you end up you know, hurting yourself more than because you, you can't convince people that what they should be focusing on. Um I, I just I feel for you because I, I hear I hear the aggravation and, and I feel your empathy like you're just feeling for these people and wondering what's going on. So I hope you do take time to focus that at least you're focusing on the right things. It'll build up and I go, OK, I got to let this go. But one thing and then I'll go. The Supreme Court decision. I wasn't surprised. Nope. I was like, nope. I'm like, what day is it? It's Friday. It's the day that ends in wine. The Supreme Court making a terrible ch- choice yeah. and reminding us that they're an illegitimate court. Hey, Mike, have you called my show before? I think so. I don't think you have. That's why I'm going to give you a first time or Friday gift card. Stand by. <laughs> Yay. That'll, that'll help. Cut. Mike, the answer was no. I've never called. This is my first time. It's first time or. I've called. What was that? I wanted to be honest. I have called before. About a couple of years ago. <laughs> there oh, couple there years. you go. After one year, it, it starts over. <laughs> first time, clock starts first over. First timer in a year. Mike, hold on the line so Alejandro can get your information. We'll get your email and uh, connect that to me, Alejandro, if you don't mind. Mike, thanks for calling in. And yes, definitely pace yourself this weekend. I have to run. We're late for the break. More after this on WCPTA 820 Heartland Signal. See what you're when you're here, you get me in trouble. Driving it home. With Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. 
to wear masks and, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses She's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. It is a silly theme song, and uh, I might ask uh, Steve Goody at some point to create a new theme song. Or do but, a video to go along with it. I'm oh, up for a video. And he's got videos. Chuckle. He's got videos of some of the songs that he does. So you can go. To, you can follow all of his stuff on his website. You can go to uh, YouTube and find his music. It's Steve Goody, G-O-O-D-I-E. And now I want to say hi to our friends, too. They're listening on uh, KTNF 950 AM in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I'll be there tomorrow. So, are you really? What are you going to Minneapolis for? Uh, Paisley Park. What's Paisley Park? Prince. Oh, how cool. I didn't go when I was there. We we were kind of in and out, but uh, I love Minneapolis-St. Paul. Yeah. Have you been? Oh, the last time I went, I think I was 10 years old. My father always did road trips. Mm-hmm. And so we went there and we had a blast. We spent an entire week there. Um, since I, I haven't gone. And we've been planning this trip on and off for years. Um, but... We're finally actually going to go. It's just me and a couple of my girlfriends. We leave tomorrow morning, so I'll 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 see you guys tomorrow. How are you getting there? I'm flying. You're flying. Okay. Yeah. How long are you staying for? Uh, till Monday. Okay. And because there, so what are the plans? Just um, dinner. So I'm looking if anyone has any good places for dinner. You, know, you well, do? not a fancy place. I have a no, brewery. I don't, I don't need there's fancy. A, there's a brewery that's amazing. There. Oh, that would be so great. good. Yeah, that would uh, be great because we're doing the um, museum Sunday. Um, but the weather's supposed to be nice this weekend there, yes. too. Oh, that's so So I'm good. excited about that. I'm trying to remember the name of the brewery because we went uh, last summer. I try, We I wanted to take the boys uh, out, of, out of the country. I wanted, to go to, I wanted to go to Scotland. I've always wanted to take the boys to Scotland. Um, but Declan's uh, situation, my son who uh, has some um, physical challenges, uh, has had some complications over the last year and a half. So traveling with a wheelchair and like we're yeah, not quite there yet. Yeah. Okay. So, But we went to Min- Minneapolis and we went to Surly Brewery. Is the name of the place. It's this big uh, venue. It's got a, like a huge like dining hall. It's all like kind of like long tables. Uh, it's all con- like you put your order in on your phone and someone just shows up with your food. It's kind of one of those places. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you order from your table, your beers, your your food, everything, and it just arrives. Surly Brewing, and it also it's like a big music venue too. So they had sort of the oh that big sounds gr- like fun. Oh so great. I really loved Surly. And casual. Jeans, oh, super, super oh, casual. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's my that's my so joint. So I'm going to leave with all of that tonight because yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have fun. I feel bad because I, uh, I don't know if you've met uh, Terry Terry Cosgrove from Personal Pack. He oh, was yes. going to Mexico. And I, I had all these places I wanted to tell him about. And I just like the idea of putting the list together kept getting, I kept, it kept getting away from me. So I'm glad I remembered in the moment to tell you to go to Surly Brewing because it, it was one of my favorite places. And there's great restaurants. There. There's a lot, of, a lot to see in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I'm excited. And like I said, good weather. So all day yeah. tomorrow, we, I'm there by noon. Uh-huh. So all day we get to hang out tomorrow. And all day Monday we get to hang out. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. That'll be fun. It's going to yeah, be nice. Very, very cool. I, I've been thinking about finding some place to go. I might go to Los Angeles because I have uh, some place to stay for yeah. free there. So it's kind of nice. Uh, but I, I was in, oh, that's another place. I went to Muskegon, Michigan last weekend to do a show for uh, Fountain Hill. They do counseling services. And I, I do this sometimes when I, I have a road gig. Sometimes I'll plan where I'm going to stop. But uh, other times I'm like, well, let's just see you know what's around. Yeah. And I found, and this is where it was one of those great surprises. It was a place called the it's a silly name it's sorry i don't mean to say it's silly but it's kind of a, a funzy name uh it's called the pidge inn so p-i-d-g-i-n-n and it's a, another t- contactless place there it's not like you go in check in at the counter you re- reserve on your phone you get confirmation you get the keypad there's only nine units there it's like a, like a mini 
condominium right on the harbor. Oh, it's I got to show you. It was amazing. How do you find these places? I, just an accident. I was like, I was just driving through the Shelby, Michigan was another 45 minutes. And I thought, well, I don't want to drive almost four hours tomorrow. So yeah. maybe I'll find some place. And I stumbled across the Pidge Inn. It's not like on Expedia. It's not on any of those. You go right through their website. It's super clean. It's beautiful. The, the place I had had a lofted bedroom. So like if you had kids, the, the bed, the lofted beds, the whole thing is in a, a nautical theme. So it oh. looks like it's too, like they, they're, each one of their beds is like a boat. Oh and the, like was, my gosh. And everything, like the ladder going up is like the same thing, like in a ship. They're right down from a World War II submarine museum too. Oh, it's amazing. Muskegon, Michigan oh folks. Oh my gosh. This is one of our gems. It's only about three, three and a half hours away. Oh, three. That sounds awesome. Three hours. I loved it. I'll show you. And my room was the Buster Keaton room because as a kid, he'd gone to an artist's colony in Muskegon, Michigan. So, and that's yeah. See, I like hearing about places like that because you can take your kids with you to those little places. Yes. Oh, there's like uh, like just around the bend, you're at the lake. I was driving to the gig, and the whole this whole parking lot was filled. And I was like, "What is going on?" It was sunset. Everyone had driven to the beach to watch the sunset because they're on the other side can't of the lake. We just have that. I know. Can't that just be our world? We can watch the moon the moonrise. That's what I. So if it's if it's like the Indian moon at the end of August, you can see the moon rise off the lake. It's beautiful. Just remember that next year. Be a wonderful place. Oh, this year. <laughs> this year. <laughs> this year. But uh, Muskegon, Michigan, uh, the Pigeon, they also have a couple of units that are like massive, like a two bathroom, two, like two bedroom, but also the couches are sofa. So you could have like a, a girl's weekend and yeah. have like, you know, six people share one apartment. I grew up with 12 in a two bedroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was telling this story last night and I know my mom was going to be like, that's not what happened. I, um, how do I explain this? I have sleep uh, disorders. I walk in my sleep. I talk in my sleep. Uh, and what's the other one? Walk, talk, grind my teeth. Yes. So a lot of things going on. Um, and as a child, it manifested when uh, I had to share a room with my mom in a one-bedroom apartment. Dad was a snorer and a smoker, so he had to sleep in the dining room. Um, but I was a sleepwalker, and I my mom was so fed up because I, I was trying to lift her bed. I was dreaming that I was Wonder Woman and that there was a car on somebody, and her bed was the car so I was trying to lift it and she's like oh my god you woke me up in the middle of the night so she went out to Walter E. Smith's remember the furniture store did I ever tell you this story no she went to Walter E. Smith's and bought bunk beds for me and my dad I had to share a bunk bed in the dining room with oh, my dad. Yeah. Was, I'm sorry. When you're coming of age as a teenager, it's, a tough, it's, a, it's tough to get some me time is all I'm saying. There's, there's so, yeah. So 12 in two bedrooms is a lot. Three in one bedroom, apparently oddly psychologically damaging. Damaging, yeah. <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll be okay. I'm totally fine. It was. Uh, it was an. Well, and the thing is, why would you put a sleepwalker on the top bunk? So I would. You know those dreams where you you, you dream. How does your body know like not to? I bet you. Oh, you I did. didn't fall. I did. Oh, did you? I, there was one time when I and, and there was like a railing and the railing. Did your was parents put high. you back up there? <laughs> Sorry, we don't want to remember. And it's never and mind. It, and it's funny. I I actually I when I I just it was a mess. I you know when you're dreaming of falling. You know, it's much worse when you're actually, actually when you wake falling. up and you hit the floor. <laughs> it was like, ah, yeah, it was very scary. Sorry. That's all right. But uh, yeah, that was, um, it was a very strange, I, I was talking about that on the stage last night. It wasn't for a long time, but my mom thought she had a solution, which was to put us in, the, in bunk beds. Yes. My, my therapist says, 
We can go down to once a week soon, but for now, it'll have to be a couple times a week. (laughs) So my husband sent me a text message, which is why I'm laughing, because you're talking about the brewery. Yes. And where I should go, because music... And my husband sends me a text. Okay, I'm listening to you now. You are not going to that brewery. Explanation points. Uh, you know, it's a oh, a joke. Okay, like yeah, it sounds like too much fun. Like I'm gonna have too much fun with my girlfriends at the. It's so such laughing. a great joy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where, and then we have great breweries here in Chicago too. I, I love some of this, especially like like Horse Thief Brewery on the South Side. Ooh, um, what are you? What are your plans for St. Patrick's Day? I'm just wondering, are you doing any of the parades? Are you as as the uh, clerk marching in the parade? Yeah, she's doing a couple parades, so um, I'll, I'll be with her with of uh, course, clerk Iris Martinez. Yes, so um, I'm very excited. Um, she's we're probably going to do them all. I, I, there's like three of them. There's a north side, there's a south side, yep. then there's the downtown, and so uh, clerk Martinez uh, invited um, those of us who want to nice. go with her. So there's. Um, Obviously, for her uh, re-election, that's uh, so we're doing the campaign part, right? Right. Yeah. I'll be marching with. Uh, I'll be walking with uh, my brothers and sisters of SAG-AFTRA. Oh, nice. They'll be at that parade. I think there's also a parade. Out, there's just yeah. There's a Southside parade. There's like a family parade. Is that what the Southside one is called? Yeah, that's the what families. they call it. Yeah. Yeah. So one downtown, and then the North Side. I've ne- you know, I've I've lived on the Northwest Side my entire life, and I've never been to the North Side Irish Parade because it, it's fairly new. I mean, I know it's probably about fifteen years. Yeah, but years. it's still yeah. It's, it's, that's it's still considered new. Ish. Yeah. I but like. I, I think it's uh, more kid friendly. Um, oh, yeah. Even though they call the South Side one fun, yeah. or family, um, it can get a little rowdy. Well, they st- they had to cancel it. In 2009, they were like, okay, let's take a step back. Yeah. For a few years, they canceled yeah, it. Yeah, but it, it's back to just being fun. So okay. it, it's the parade, but after that, when you're hanging around and you're drinking, and if you give them some good weather on top of it. I'm just saying. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're on the South Side, Horse Thief Brewery is really good. And, we, and Lake Effect, Lake Effect doesn't have a, I don't, I don't think they have a, ta- a, a tap room yet, but I think down the road that they will. Um, yeah. And of course, my friends at Go Brewing have a tap room in, in Naperville for non-alcoholic beer. So there you go. So you should visit there. And the other place we need to do is road trip to, to uh, Madison. They're opening a tap room in Madison, Wisconsin soon. I like road trips, Patty. <laughs> I like taking Amtrak on, on a road trip. Mike, Mike, turn off the radio a minute while I plan my road trip with Patty. <laughs> We're going to Muskegon. Let's get a bunch of girls together and go to Muskegon. Yes, pitch in. Pitch in. It was very, very fun. I want to, uh, oh, I have a question for you, actually, as, law, as former law enforcement. Let's take a break here because I, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that happened in in Muskegon. Uh, and I had to, I had to leave because I'm like, I, I might be arrested. I don't know what's going to happen next. More in a moment on WCBT820. If you want to give us a call. Call 773-763-9278. And uh, you can always call or text the show. We'd love to hear from you. And it is First Timer Friday. If you've never called the show, or apparently we, we uh, or maybe it, uh, not in the last year. No, uh, that's right. So we've got some great gift cards to give away. More in a moment on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal, and KTNF, 950 AM in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Hey there, it's your guy Warren Price from European and U.S. Collision Repair, a division of Technicraft Body Shops. We specialize in automobile and truck repair as well as normal automobile maintenance. With our highly skilled technicians and environmentally friendly materials, we strive for quality. Call 773-248-1200, that's 773-248-1200 or europeanus.com. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now. 
at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. Before I ask uh, Carmen Navarro-Jacone, our guest co-host today, some, for some advice on what to do with a uh, public situation in which law enforcement and, and medical uh, emergency medical professionals are called, uh, just how to be, how to react and and be a, a helpful witness and uh, not get arrested yourself. Uh, but uh, before we get to that conversation, especially if you're not even in your own state, like yeah. if I was in Chicago, I could be like, you know, don't not, I wouldn't be like, don't you know who I am? Yeah. But like, I would know to call. I would, hey, yeah. Carmen, what's your advice in this situation? Yeah. But if I'm in Muskegee in Michigan, I'm, yeah, I should just sit down and be quiet. Yeah. Else but before we get to that, Paul in Seattle is calling. Hey, Paul, what's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, you know, talking about Ukraine, the one thing we don't hear really enough, hardly enough, is that we convinced Ukraine to give up their nuclear weapons in 1996, and Russia was part of that agreement. As a matter of fact, those nuclear warheads that Ukraine had, I think were over a 1,000, were taken to Russia to be disassembled. Now, if anybody thinks that, I mean, if we don't stand behind them, we told them we would stand behind you if you give up, you know, that you... You're your big deterrent. This is what they don't talk about. I, I don't hear enough of this fact being brought up. If you think you're going to you're going to deter Iran from wanting to develop a nuclear weapons, forget it. Or do you think you're going to get right. North Korea to give up theirs? No way is North Korea going to give up theirs. You're only encouraging other countries. And if I were another country in that reason, I'd make sure I could get one. If I had to beg, borrow, or steal for one, I'd get one. Because you can see... Putin is a revanchist. He he's he wants to reclaim lost power, and he's clearly as nuts as Trump. And Trump wants to help him, and he he just just this week he threatened nuclear action. If anybody else gets involved, you're whisking nuclear war. And here's the thing that I'm afraid of about nuclear: we've always thought, oh no. We're not going to have it because the, the mutual the mutual exchange would obliterate the earth, and that's why, and that's why nobody would do it. I'm not so sure there would be a mutual exchange just because of that. I mean, if somebody lost the nuclear weapon, are you going to ensure that the earth is destroyed by engaging in the exchange? No. I, I think a lot. I think a lot of. I think a lot of leaders of nations kind of secretly or know that that no, we're not going to fire back because. I mean, we're going to hope that if Russia uses a nuke, and even if it was just a smaller tactical nuke, uh, I would think you would go for, you know, worldwide pressure to say, very, very bad boy, Vladimir. I mean, you don't respond in, in kind and say, then you're both just as bad. Absolutely. And I don't. I think that it's. I think honestly, we've always been told, "Oh, there'd be a mutual mutual annihilation would be the deterrent." When in fact, I think world leaders have known ever since that no, there's not going to be a mutual exchange because you just better not do it. And when you got somebody as nuts as Putin and as nuts as Trump, and he is nuts, and we got our justice system, who's a ringer for him? Yep. This is not, this is not, this is insane. I mean, I was saying earlier, uh, saying all week is that Donald Trump says, "I've been indicted for you. I, I don't know what we've done wrong that we need to be indicted." And he's he's the he's our Messiah that he's taking our nail. 
which is offensive. <laughs> I mean, it's like, but uh, I don't know if he thinks he's talking to who he's talking to. He thinks he's talking to black people that they should be indicted. And but I tell you what, none of us should be indicted, whether we're white, black, or whatever color we are, would be getting the treatment that he got because. The right to a speedy trial means the right of the people to have a speedy trial, too. Yep. So if you if you uh, wage your right to a speedy trial, that doesn't mean you get to be out on bond indefinitely. You'd be, if we wanted a speedy trial, or if we waived our right to a speedy trial, say one of we were charged with murder, and we needed more time, the court would say, okay, but you can spend... Your extra time in jail while your lawyers are getting it well, together. Well, you know, I've said this that uh, every headline about Donald Trump should say, "While out on bail, yeah. Donald Trump had a rally." While out on bail, uh, exactly. Yep. Well, he said he said I was out on bail. Nobody else has to post about. Oh, well, really? Well, yeah. first of all, a lot of people that you are taking this nail for that have been you've been being indicted for don't have the money to get out on bail. But actually, I'll tell you what I was thinking today. Um, what What about what is what immunity is the Supreme Court considering? They're obviously not considering him being immune from the state charges because they haven't put they haven't put a stay on the March twenty fifth trial. So if he's immune as the president, he's immune. Right. So you can't just say he's immune from federal charges. Why? What is it? What? Where are they getting this? So I think actually what I'd love to see is Alvin Bragg say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to the court and ask them to revoke your terms of release. Since you're, uh, since you're indefinitely out of delay, and you may be immune, but you're not immune here. I think I think the, the state should revoke their, their their terms of release and just say you can. While we're going through this, while we're going through this trial, you're going to be in jail. Yeah. Well, wishes and dreams. We know that the chances uh, of that happening are unlikely. You know, I, I, I if if they were to do that. I'm enjoying listening to your impression of Trump because you're really good at it. I don't know if anyone's told you that. I have the best words, by the way. The best words. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm laughing every time you say. It. So, give your best impression if they, if if your bond was to be revoked, Donald Trump. What would and and oh. you were told you were going to be held. What? How would you react? I would gladly go. Uh, this is the show. What cowards they are. They, they need to have me there, but I'm doing this for you. You all know that I'm doing this for you, and so I'm gonna. I will. I will go to jail. Uh, I, I will go to jail uh, to be your president. Of course, I will. <laughs> like you have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To be president, no, I'm willing to go to jail. No, you're going to jail because you're a criminal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not because- <laughs> I don't have to go to jail. Yeah. Yeah, no, you do. Actually, you do. Right. But I'm I mean, doing it for you. Yeah, I'm doing it. Everything is for is for us. Everything yep. is being done for us. You know, what a nice guy. A, yep. a nicer guy. It just, I mean, why aren't we saying, look, the court should be saying he's already a proven rapist and a fraud. Now, here's the thing that really irritates me. Those two things, being found on sex charges or fraud, and I'm pretty sure it's either both uh, civil and legal at the uh, civil and criminal level, sex charges and fraud are enough for, if you're a witness in court, to impeach the witness. In other words, if, if a witness has been found guilty of something else, even murder, uh, a lawyer can't say, weren't you found guilty of murder, uh, Mr. Richardson? The, the court would, no, the court would slam that down. Gavin would say, no, the, strike that. The 
the jury will ignore that, and they'll be stricken from the record. But if you say, weren't you found guilty of fraud, the witness has to answer. That's enough to say this, this, this person's uh, testimony is worthless. And the same is true if you're found on sex charges. Those two things are make the, make the witness completely illegitimate if counsel wants to mention it. Right. Well, thanks for uh, the conversation. It's uh, it, it's so much to think about, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I, I'm glad to talk to you, by the way, is because you're such a strong and powerful uh, a radio talk show host. Uh, you know, otherwise I wouldn't bother with you. But uh, actually, I heard him say this to somebody to a, uh, a radio host this week. The reason I'm making time for you is because you're such a strong and powerful host. Uh, I'm willing to talk. I wouldn't bother with you otherwise. <laughs> 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 Always so good to know. <laughs> Paul, what's coming up on your show this Sunday, uh, Kitchen Table Progressives at 6 p.m.? Well, I'm, I'm so annoyed about the courts that uh, we talk about that in detail. And my suggestions for, for some court reform, what can we do? And one of them is about how I would suggest expanding the court. And it's a little complicated, but it's actually... A really good idea. You can't just expand the court. To third, I, I'm, I'm going to go for 15 justices, but you can't just, because it doesn't matter how many you expand it to. If you go to 13, well, whatever side gets seven. It's, it's already a packed court, right. seven to six. But I think for the size of our country and, you know, the, the, whether it's a population or the advancements in technology and everything, I do think that we need to, to grow a little bit, on, not just on that court, but I think our we need more uh, district circuit courts, don't we? Yeah, but the yeah. Supreme Court is uh, under John Roberts, and this is something I'll mention, is that John Roberts, the number of cases, when John Roberts clerked for William Rehnquist in, in 1983, he, he said this. He said, uh, the generally accepted notion that the court can only hear about 150 cases a year gives the same sense of assurance as when the court adjourns in June and the Constitution is safe for the summer. So he says that the fact that they can only hear 150 cases a year is a good thing. It's like being adjourned, because hearing cases apparently is not good for the Constitution. You know how many cases they've, been, they've heard that John Roberts has heard in the last? It's been steadily going down to about 80, about 80 cases a year now. They only hear. Wow. And in the last five years, about a quarter of those, maybe not quite a quarter, not, not quite 20 out of 80, but in the high teens, have been shadow cases, shadow docket cases where right. it's not a published opinion. They're, they don't have the sense in the majority and minority and who said what. They are just, this is, a, this is our ruling. It's unpublished and unsigned. And they are expecting the lower courts to observe these as precedent, which is like, well, how? how? If, we don't know the, if, we, if we don't even have a holding, let alone the, the uh, dicta to go with it, how are we supposed to... How are we supposed to use it as a guide? I mean, this court is way, way out of control. And what we really need, in my druthers, would be if we had a big enough majority to throw them all out, all of them, start over. Ooh. And Well, that's, again, another wish and dream. I know. <laughs> well, it's not a real thing, but I'm saying is that so my idea is if we had 15 uh, justices, by the way, then we could hear 15 justices, but we would do this. We would only deal benches of nine at a time. So you, you, how many ways are there to choose nine 
of 15. And so you'd have a mix of justices on the bench. It turns out to be over 5,000 ways to choose, 5,005 to be exact, if you know how to do the permutations of right. that. But um, that would make me mean that there would be subtle differences on every bench. Uh, and one of those permutations would, of course, be the one that we have now. That would just be one of them. And if we had, if we had uh, 15 justices, then we could also hear maybe almost twice as many cases. The federal court system is just, right now, the way they grant certiorari, they only take what they are, you know, to hear a case. They're supposed to take cases that qualify under the Constitution. What they're doing is just saying, oh, we don't, we'll only take the ones we want to if it involves the question, I guess, that either hasn't been answered before or that we'd like to revisit, which means the way we'd like to tweak our way. You know, they, they overturned the Janus decision in 2018, which uh, was about the fair share union dues and public unions. Um, that was a nine to zero decision in 1977. Remember, in 1977, the Warren Burger Court was also six to three uh, Republican appointees to Democratic appointees. This court overturned it five to four. So in the overturn, in, in the overturn we still have. 13 to 5 in favor of what the original court had ruling. They couldn't even that's a rule they should the Congress should have if you can't if you can't overturn a case with more with more uh, votes than the original one you can't do it. That's so in other words nine nothing right. rulings should not be just overturned because of the politics of of what the the court happens to be. And now they're working on they're working on the um, the Chevron doctrine which is just a, just be it's a, a, just another be mess with chaos. all the regulations and, and, you know, how we live our lives. I really am super late for the yeah. for the break, Paul. Okay. Uh, I, I hope you have something left for your show on Sunday because <laughs> <laughs> I hope I have something I left of my show. That's Sunday night at 6 p.m. with Kitchen Table Progressives hosted by Paul from Seattle. Uh, talk to you later, Paul. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Let's take a break here. and Maybe I'll get to my story. I was going to share with you. I can't remember anymore. More after this on WCPD. <laughs> Paul, Paul's like just dry running his yeah, business. That's what I was actually saying. I was just listening. I'm like, okay. Like, that sounds, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I, yeah, we're just like, no, yeah. okay. More after this on WCPD twenty, And then there's 15 and, and 8 judges and then there's 18. and yeah. No, I, in other words, let me go to the break. Hi, folks. I'm Kirk Bankstead from the Monaco Brewing Company and I sell progressive beer like Biden beer, which is inoffensive and not bitter, and Extinct Elephant, a moderate red ale. Because you know those moderate Republicans seem to be going the way of the dodo. A percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to keep Wisconsin blue and drive the MAGA cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. To keep track of the good trouble we're making in Wisconsin and where to buy our beer, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, MonacoBrewingCompany.com. And drink responsibly. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now. At 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Now on WCPT 820. And joining me in studio is guest co-host Carmen Navarro-Jertone, former candidate for Cook County Sheriff. And uh, we've been talking about a wide range of topics. Uh, I want to say I'm very excited that you're going to Minneapolis-St. Paul. Yes. And uh, you can drive by and say hi. Just yell out the window. I'm on the Patty Vasquez Show, KTNF 950 AM. You guys also tune in Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. in uh, Minneapolis. St. Paul. So there you go. 
Uh, so you hit, you hit the road. You're flying out tomorrow. Yeah, flying mm-hmm. out tomorrow morning. And so then, I'm very, very excited. I already have a stop for tomorrow evening. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I think I think everyone will enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, we've also been talking about various issues. And uh, we did mention, uh, we were talking a bit there about the Supreme Court and uh, Paul's plans for uh, expanding the court and rotating the court and flipping it over. And I don't know if we get chocolate chips or blueberries with that flapjack. I don't know. It's a lot. It's I, a lot. I just, I, I was just thinking as I walked out to, to rinse our glasses uh, from the Go Brewing Sours that we enjoyed, a non-alcoholic beer in Naperville. Uh, I was thinking, I mean, I, I was like, oh, that's just all pie in the sky stuff that Paul was talking about. I'm like, I, I'm just trying to deal with the reality of how to get through this year. And at the same time, it's like people like me who, a lot of people who are good intentioned, well intentioned, want to fight for people. Okay, we go, well, this is the system we have. Let's work within this. And we, I mean, I, I'm a worker bee. Yeah. So we do need the flamethrowers. We do need the people who are, you know, thinking of this stuff. I just can't always, I just, my, I, my energy is I'm so focused. Way. I just can't follow it sometimes. Yeah. And, and you're right. But the fact that we could, I don't beat myself up because I can sit and I can listen. Yeah. Because I myself am not capable of thinking of those big or, or understanding how we would even get there. Yeah, I mean, because I'm like, I'm I dealing, got this in front like, of me. I work for the circuit court. Right. And I'm already, <laughs> yes. like, I, I see. So, like, thinking those big things out of my brain was like, I, it, was, it was a lot. But I do yeah. appreciate people yeah. like Paul who can break it all down, break it all, formulate yeah. that. I'm just like, uh, where's the shovel? Yeah. I got, I got work to do. I got I to gotta get to work. Or the flamethrower. Oh, no. Our listener, I, was, I was about to take your call, Linda. I swear, because I was trying to talk about the Supreme Court. Linda, call back. Because, uh, you know, before I try to get to my story about Muskegon and uh, getting in the way of law enforcement, not in, on purpose, I was like, can I, can I help? I just want to help. Um, <laughs> let me, uh, first of all, uh, we were talking briefly about the, um, the, the <laughs> frozen embryos are people. It's just weird for me to say, like the like the words that I it's saying. Uh, so somebody texted earlier. You're, I think we we have this in Chicago too, where there's a no uh, questions asked sort of drop off if you if you're thinking of hurting your baby or, yeah, or dumping lot. your baby. Yeah, it's a yeah. What, I can't remember the name in uh, in Chicago. I know that. Um, uh, Honestly, get great show. Getting back to the IVF. If Alabama has a no questions asked drop off for infants and children at their local fire departments, what's to stop people from dropping off all the frozen children? And, well frozen people because if they're they're not children either the what, the what the supreme court said in alabama was they're people they didn't even say that they were children they just said that they're people and uh, anyway so dropping off all the frozen children and making the state take care of those children the state will need a lot of expensive equipment to maintain them for the end of time yeah do you know how many embryos they they estimate are in the united states right now they estimate about 1.5 million embryos, and there are women who, because they would, because they go through all this treatment, they they give you hormone shots in, in order for you to uh, be ready to uh, have eggs extracted. They take several at a time. Some, you know, they take four or five up to, in some cases, 30 eggs from one woman, inseminate it with a partner's semen, and uh, and, ha- and then put them in vials. So there's no woman that's ever going to birth 30 30 embryos. And most of the time, 
it takes several tries because it is with our bodies. We're a little, you know, if accidents yeah, happen, your body doesn't accept. Take. Yeah. I mean, like every and, month. Yeah. And even uh, I, I know women who have gone through it and sometimes they have to use two or three embryos right. to guarantee one. Yes. Now they use the two or three and you just, and, and all three are viable. What if you only wanted the one child? Like, oh, you're that's such somebody, a hard one. Yeah. Like what, what are you, like, what are you going to do? But in Illinois, the, the law, um, for the bay, it's a safe haven. Safe haven. I knew it was mm-hmm. something. Uh, I was like, I, heaven didn't sound right, but it was. It, it was just one letter off. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Um, so the at any rate. So are we supposed to? I mean, do we have the state then? Because and the other element to this is a lot of eggs. Some people end up getting divorced. They change their mind. They don't want to have a baby. They stop paying for storage, but the facilities don't destroy the cells. So it's this is it's just a total. A huge mess. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't even know why. There's there's so many serious health issues we have to be dealing with right yeah. now. Like we have to be spending our time on. Yeah, on and six day old cells, a clump of cells. I'm sorry. Okay, so here's uh, here's a song on this topic of the Alabama Supreme Court. Uh, Steve Goody has a new release. He wrote it this week. Sent it to me a couple of days ago. So here is uh, his newest song. Play. Here Welcome goes. to Alabama. Thank you. What? You're pregnant or you froze some eggs. Uh, sir, you better have the little lady step over here. She's got eggs and we know how to use them. That's what Alabama says. If anybody spooches them, they're babies, even frozen and microscopic. And any thought of the mother's health or of curing some disease, by God, we're going to stop it. Yeah. She's gonna carry that baby, even if she's still a baby. Girl's got no rights. This embryo has rights. Until she grows up to be a woman, then she's a brood mare. Who's made to be a mommy. We don't care about her bodily autonomy. When Jesus started up America, he made our national religion. Didn't want to separate church and state. Now you get back in the kitchen. She'll be fine. She'll have eight or nine. Sorry, girls got no rights. Honey, let the embryo have a turn on the seesaw. She's got eggs, but the state really owns them. We got new rules and regs about them, they're fallopians. She'll enjoy her downgrade. Commanders love their handmaids. It couldn't happen here. <laughs> hey, buddy, hold my beer. If she don't like government in her body, we'll get her a lobotomy. Oh, girl's got no rights. Thank you, all right. Wow. That's you a... want to go to the slammer for about a hundred years. Girl, you're in Alabama. Every egg is sacred here. But don't you raise no queers around here. Wow. Wow. That's Steve Goody. Wow. Uh, with a... <laughs> Alabama eggs. Uh, you can go to stevegoody.com for uh, all of his great work. It's a little having a little fun on a Friday. Let's take a uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. Uh, I'm never going to get to the story about uh, Muskegon, <laughs> Michigan, and uh, how I, I just I was just I was mostly in the way. I was I was just trying to be helpful in that sort of annoying way. More in a moment on WCPT eight twenty Heartland Signal. Joining me in studio is guest co-host Carmen Carmen Navarre Jacon. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. 
We are in studio with Carmen Navarger Cohn. For those of you who join us for the uh, Whiskey and Cookie pod, uh, Facebook page, uh, live uh, conversation every Friday night at 7, I'm still working on those awful technical issues, and uh, I'll have to figure something out at, in about nine minutes. Hopefully, I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Carmen will be here for it. We'll be over there. Yeah, hey, you can go whenever you want to watch my train wreck. <laughs> Lauren in Seattle is calling. Lauren, are, do, you, do you know Paul? <laughs> No, I don't know, Paul. I'd like to be his friend, though. <laughs> Wait, and you can listen to him on uh, Sunday nights at 6 o'clock for the Kitchen Table Progressives right yeah, here on WCPT. I'm try that. Yep. Yeah. Hey, i got a plan for the Supreme Court. Okay. Okay. There's no fixed number for the Supreme Court. Right. It could vary. Yes, and it has. The, pre- the president gets to appoint every year, every two years... A new justice without without confirmation from the Senate because the Senate has already confirmed the nominee at a lower court. Okay. And that way you can't have a Mitch McConnell stopping an appointment. What you do is, if you're familiar with the system of brevet that we had in the Civil War, where, for example, George Custer was a major general, but he died as a lieutenant colonel. Mm-hmm. What you do is you never appoint anybody to the Supreme Court. You brevet them temporarily for an 18-year term to the Supreme Court. So See, that means... Uh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just thinking, and again, this is what kind of what Carmen and I were talking about before, without the will and the... Uh, choices made by those in power, right? I, I did not realize, I did not know until today, Stephanie Miller had Glenn Kirshner on talking about how Obama, when he had Ger- Merrick Garland up for that appointment, and they said that they would not uh, convene for a, a hearing, a committee hearing to uh, to have him appointed or to give, give the okay, that Obama could have said, well, they've waived their right to a hearing, I'm just going to go ahead and appoint him, which would have forced the hand of Mitch McConnell. And he, I, I, I knew that, I felt like there had to be something he could have done. So my point being, and, and to Paul, it's like, you know, I, look, I'm a Democrat because for the most part, all the things that I hold uh, dear, many of them, labor issues, women's autonomy, uh, you know, uplifting those who have been uh, demeaned and demoralized and, and marginalized for centuries, uh, des- deserve to have access to, to you, know, a, a, you know, life, liberty, and happiness. Um, I'm with the party that seems closer in alignment with that. But we make a lot of mistakes, and I hate talking about that too much, but yeah. but I don't see the will there to make any drastic changes when it comes to our judicial system. No, I don't see the will, but if you if you start out by saying those who are on the Supreme Court, they have lifetime appointments. Right. But yeah. starting, say, October 1st, every two years, the president simply names a new person to the court. Right. That's all they do is they just name it. But then what happens is the court will vary, and it would take 18 years. I'm, I'm sorry, the president gets to uh, name a new one every year. It would take 18 years to cycle the court. Right, okay. And that way you would have people like Thomas and Alito, they'd be given the choice after 18 years. Now, granted, I'm talking about a new nominee or a new brevet, they could step down to a lower court or retire. 
Right. But they couldn't continue beyond an 18-year term. So you can imagine if you did actuarial tables that the size of the court would fluctuate through the years. And then when the Republicans say, but we can't do that, say, what do you mean? You don't think you're ever going to elect a president again? Yeah, but I, I think because, that... Sorry. Because what is, if... Uh, what do your legislators... When you run this... When you run this by the legislators that you talk to, what have they said? Well, I've never talked to a legislator about this. Okay. But the the idea I have is that you you're going to have an expansion of the of the court because every year the president every term the president would get to a point four, and after an eighteen year period. Then they then it starts to cycle, and sometimes you'd have fewer because somebody dies or retires. Right. No. I, sometimes the, the I think what I'm saying is when I ask you who you you know it, the the hard parts the implementation of of these things, and I, I think you and Paul all great ideas. I, I have to run because we're almost out of time, and I have to wrap up the show I soon. No. Thank you, Lauren. Okay. Thanks for taking a first time caller from oh, Seattle. Oh, well then stand by. We have a, we have a gift for you. Give uh, Alejandro your information, and we can send gift cards to Seattle. So congratulations. Wow. Thank first you. First Timer Friday. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend, Lauren. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can get this quickly. I was uh, I stopped off after my gig in Muskegon, Michigan. I want, I'm, I'm asking uh, an insight from a former law enforcement, uh, someone who was 28 years uh, with the sheriff's yeah, department. almost 29, yeah. Yeah, with uh, so I was at a bar and uh, I was getting something to eat and it was really, oh my God, pickle fries. So freaking good. Uh, at Legends in Muskegon. Maybe I shouldn't have said where I was. Anyway, the door opens and this woman is being dragged essentially in by her wrist by this guy. Like it looks like she's trying to get up and she either, he, I, don't, I, I couldn't tell what was going on, but I felt like I needed to go talk to her. The bouncers were getting really aggressive with her, swearing at her, get up because she was altered. Uh, you know, she, I don't know if she was drinking, but a vape fell out of her sleeve and, but she was completely altered, not like a lot of rambling. Her yeah. uncle had just died. Her husband's a veteran. Uh, she's yelling at the men because they are being jerks to her. So I'm like, and I said, just bring, they all had high, high the stools. And I said, could you guys have a low chair? I just want to get her off the ground and out of the doorway, right? So they ended, they did end up calling, uh, but as I, they did end up calling 911 because she wouldn't leave. She, I mean, she wasn't like belligerent. She wasn't swinging at anybody. Just wouldn't, at first wouldn't get up. Wouldn't give us much information. I was close. I kept getting close, but um, but then I looked up and there was a guy videotaping the whole thing. And she, here's somebody having a mental situation. Uh, I, and like, what points do you get for watching? a woman going through distress or any human being going through distress. And I went over uh, to ask him to stop, but I heard him say, get your hands off me. So apparently I was a little bit more, <laughs> I grabbed his wrist, uh, which I, and I realized, okay, right. And there's a camera going. So, yeah. um, so I, but the, but the cops arrived and I did, I talked to them and I was like, look, if you know, basically I was like, that guy over there's got all the video. If you want to see yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the best I could do for yeah. like, you shouldn't be, unless you're going to give it to the cops, there's no other reason to videotape somebody having a mental health crisis. No, we're, we're, but, where we're at right now, people are, when you're watching through the screen of your phone, it's as if it's not really happening. Yes. That's- you are separated from the situation. And yeah. that's what people need to realize. Watch what's going on because that's where the... Um, that's where the connection comes from. When you're watching it happen through here, it's like you're watching a movie. Yeah. And that's, that's why what I came doing. They're I was like, all, hey, we're right here. It's a it's, human it's being. It's not the high school kids. It's not just the teenagers no. anymore. There are some grown 
folks yes. doing doing yeah. the recording. They're just, they're not um, doing the right thing. They're not calling 911. They're no. not helping. They're and I went over and we, and like, we were yelling at each other. I was like, I was just like, and I maybe, I swore at him in Spanish. And then, uh, and then I took a video. I'm like, this guy, and I put that up briefly. I don't know if you saw it. I took it, I, I, I have it still up, but I put it in private mode. Yeah. Because I thought, well, what am I doing trying to get this guy in yeah. trouble? Now it's going to get, like, because he made a bad choice. It's a bad choice. That's a bad choice. But he'll, do it, he'll do it again and again. I know. You can't, they they like garbage. It is. Garbage people. Okay, folks, if you are if you hang out with us on Friday nights for Whiskey and a Cookie, I'm going to try to get it up uh, and running. So uh, maybe Carmen will hang out for a few minutes while we do that. Uh, Carmen, uh, we'd love to have you in again soon. Absolutely. Um, and thank I'd you so much. It. it was so much fun. I know. I love Appreciate it. And it. I always have some good yeah, stuff to drink. Some treats, yeah. Always good to have. Alejandro, thank you so much for uh, keeping the uh, train on the tracks, as it were. Uh, Paul, thank you for, uh, Paul and Lauren in Seattle, yeah. for your lofty Supreme Court suggestions that, uh, I mean, we can't even get them to stop being um, bought by billionaires. Uh, you know, it's. Well, it and, just... and the thing, the reality is that our own party hasn't done much to, to want to change it. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. As Jonas Bazito reminds you every week, do some, every weekend at the end of the, on Fridays, do something for yourself. Uh, you know, dance a little. Uh, maybe if it's going to be warm out, go for a walk, uh, watch a good movie, read a good book, take care of, meditate. There's some great apps. Uh, there's some great videos on YouTube. You can meditate to, to nine minutes, nine minutes, change, nine minutes. change your brain chemistry, relax a little bit. Take care, everybody. Love you all. Good night.